0: Bienvenue sur Page of the Wind, le podcast avec une page du jour. This is page 960. But that hadn't been the case. The tales of Quoth rescuing girls and bedding Fulurien mixed and mingled with scraps of truth and the ridiculous lies I'd spread to bolster my reputation. There was fuel aplenty, so the stories swirled and spread like a brush fire, with the wind blowing hard behind it. Honestly, I didn't know if I should be amused or alarmed. When I went to Imra, people would point at me and whisper to each other. My notoriety spread until it was impossible for me to casually cross the river and eavesdrop on the stories people told. Tarbin, on the other hand, was 40 miles away. After I left Drover's lot behind, I returned to the room I'd rented in one of the nicer parts of Tarbin. In this part of the city, the wind off the ocean brushed away the stink and the dust, leaving the air feeling sharp and clear, I called up water for a bath, and in a fit of lavish spending that would have left my younger self dizzy, I paid three pennies to have the porter take my clothes to the nearest shawlish laundry. Then, clean and sweet-smelling again, I went down to the taproom. I had picked the inn carefully. It wasn't fancy, but wasn't seedy either. The taproom was low-ceilinged and intimate. It sat at the corner of two of Tarbine's most well-traveled roads, and I could see shawlish traders rubbing elbows with Yellish sailors and Ventish wagoneers. It was the perfect place for stories. It wasn't long before I was lurking at the end of the bar, listening to how I had killed the Black Beast of Trebin. I was stunned. I had actually killed a rampaging Dracus in Trebin, but when Nina had come to visit me a year ago, she hadn't known my name. My growing reputation had somehow swept through the town of Trebin and gathered up that story in its wake. There at the bar, I learned many things. Apparently, I owned a ring of amber, which could force demons to obey me. I could drink all night and never be the worse for it. Locks opened at the barest touch of my hand, and I had a cloak made all out of cobwebs and shadows. That was also the first time I heard anyone call me Quoth the Arcane. It was not a new name, apparently. The cluster of men listening to the story simply nodded along when they heard it. I learned that Quoth the Arcane knew a word that would stop arrows dead in the air. Quoth the Arcane only bled if the knife that cut him was made of raw, untempered iron. The young clerk was building to the dramatic finish of the story, and I was genuinely curious as to how I was going to stop the demon beast with my ring shattered and my cloak of shadows nearly burned away. But just as I forced my way into Trevon's church, shattering the door with a magic word, the page ended. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. And wouldn't you know it, Jeremy is back in the fermenting chamber.
1: Well, he got, you may recall, he had an urgent call on the homophone.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. He had... (laughs) An urgent call on the homophone that he just Which had to step away. Which, of course,
1: we keep in, in, in the fermenting in container, the fermenting so he chamber, had to go into right. the fermenting container to answer that's it. That's
0: right. No place is more private for uh, intimate conversations than the fermenting chamber. Join yeah. me, won't you, in the fermenting chamber for the homophone <laughs> conversation. Uh,
1: Yeah, so the page.
0: So the page. I kind of want to look at the different ingredients of the various stories that quoth hears about himself and see if we can find the curdle of truth
1: okay i'm down
0: obviously the black beast of treban we know that there was a beast in treban quoth seems to think that the story itself came to treban and they or the the name of quoth like they realized later upon hearing the stories of quoth that it was quoth who had come to save them from the from the dragon
1: yeah, they, probably someone described Quoth and they're like, hey, that's the guy.
0: Mm hmm. Very interesting, wouldn't you say? I'm trying to. I see. For some reason, I have it in my head right now that Quoth is trying to lay low, but he's not.
1: Well, he's just trying to. He's laying just low enough so that he can eavesdrop. Because you can't eavesdrop if they know you're in the room.
0: That's true. I wonder if that's part of why he's getting his clothes cleaned and everything. Or well, uh, maybe. i mean cleaning
1: clothes doesn't make them look like different clothes also his hair is what gives him away i think he's just getting his clothes clean because it's nice
0: yeah but why would he want to look nice i think he's already figured out that Dennis staying in this inn
1: oh that's possible yeah i uh i don't know though
0: yeah i I also don't know but i'm wondering why he's splurging on something that we would have thought was unthinkable
1: you know what? Sometimes it's just nice to have nice things.
0: That's true. That's true. But, uh, you know, when you are raised in abject poverty, it can be really, really hard to uh, admit that and to splurge for those nice things.
1: Yes, I suppose that is true. But we know that he's done this before. He's done a splurge before. That's true. So, what, like, he could splurge again?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> he splurged before and he could, spl- Commissioner, he'll splurge again. Um,. <laughs> The Ring of Amber, is that based on anything?
1: Um I don't I don't I can't like Yeah, I can't think of anything that would that would be Amber. I think this one is just pulled out of thin air. I don't know. Did you think it was coming from somewhere?
0: No, I'm pretty sure that a ring of amber is mentioned in the in the rhyme about him, so it could just be completely false. (laughs) It could just be that there is no ring. I don't
1: think it's in the rhyme.
0: No, let me do a cursory Google. Yeah,
1: cursory Google for the rhyme.
0: Yeah. On his first hand, he wore rings of stone, iron, amber, wood, and bone.
1: Oh, fine. You win.
0: I do. (laughs) I do. All right. So now there's some evidence that this rhyme is not totally based in truth. It's just the various rings he's gathered from the stories. Possibly. Potentially.
1: Um. Oh, oh, maybe... No, that doesn't make any sense. I was going to say maybe someone saw him wearing the wooden ring and mistook it for Amber because they could be similar colors if it's like a certain color of wood. But um,
0: honestly, maybe like that is actually not. But He
1: hasn't worn the wooden ring anywhere except for that, like one day in the mayor's court.
0: That's true. And anyone who saw it would know what it was, presumably. Right. Uh, I guess the old man that he chatted with saw him toying with it.
1: Oh, yeah, Maybe.
0: But even that, I guess he was a he was a sailor, so maybe he didn't know about the ring game. Anyway, it also forces demons to obey him. Is that based on anything?
1: Uh, say what's what's demony that he's encountered thus far? Oh, oh, what about the like he called down lightning? That could be construed as the power of a demon.
0: Yeah, one of them didn't. One of them say something like, "Oh, it was a demon! I swear, it's a demon came."
1: Yeah, that could be. I mean, I don't know how that connects to amber in that like scenario, but it's possible there's like I don't know, you could you could really stretch that if you mm-hmm. needed to.
0: I could drink all night and never be the worse for it. That's because he orders the uh Sountain uh at uh at the Olian. He's drinking right, water. yes yeah. yeah
1: he's always drinking water.
0: That's right. Um Locks open at the barest touch of my hand. We know that is from the when he opens the lockbox, Edro, uh, yes. and it pops open. Um, and I had a cloak made all of cobwebs and shadows. This so one, that's... I cannot, cannot think for the life of me. Yeah, God, who
1: knows? From. It's not like it's yeah. the thing he's been talking about for like a while.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> this one, we have no idea. Although... <laughs> It means that other people notice it, right? Like, he's definitely, he talked yes, about they, it. Yes, they
1: can tell there's something weird about the cloak he's wearing.
0: Yeah, he met, he talked about it in the inn after he came back from Felurian, as I recall. Uh, he showed it to them. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Quoth knew a word that would stop arrows dead in the air. Sounds like the arrow the catch. Arrow
1: catch. Yeah. Yep.
0: And he only the bled bloodless. if the knife that cut him was made of raw and tempered iron. Well, we know that he has trouble bleeding because he takes all the uh, precautions yeah. before the whipping. Yeah, yeah. So has most...
1: trouble bleeding. I don't. I don't know that I would word it that way. But
0: <laughs> yeah. What's the reverse of a hemophiliac? Uh,
1: yeah. I I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> His
0: blood is so so thick and rich that it tastes good on pancakes.
1: Yeah, weird. But also reminds me of like. Blueberry sauce on pancakes? Have you yeah, ever had blueberry sauce on
0: pancakes? I have. Yeah, because mm. it's like
1: it's like that purpley dark color, so it's like it's blood adjacent. Uh. <laughs> exactly.
0: And again, thick and rich. Yep. Yeah. So you've got to get the untempered iron when you go over to Quoth to bleed him for your pancakes. This got weird. This got weird fast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you did this. This, this was got, not me.
0: This got weird sooner than most of our <laughs> most of our riffs.
1: <laughs> it's because Jeremy's not here to said to be more sane. Actually, no, Jeremy would have walked right into this. Never mind.
0: Yeah, Jeremy would have talked about...
1: It could have gotten weirder, actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Big time.
1: Okay, uh, is that... Wait, are we missing things still? Uh... I
0: think that's kind of it. He's he. So I, I floated that uh, he picked this in because he knows Denna is there. Uh, and that's why he's, like, having a bath and cleaning his clothes and everything. Um, the... And so, you know, to give it away, uh, Denna is here at the end. We're about to have a scene with Denna, although we won't learn it's Denna until that we sorry we the audience won't learn it's Denna until the very end of the chapter. But presumably Quoth can see her um, and he knows that it's Denna before all the commotion happens. Um, but for me, what I wonder is in the line where he says, I chose this in carefully. And he, the implication is that it's at the crossroads where all the stories come um, but the other implication to me is that because it's at the crossroads, it's where Denna might stop if she passes through. And it's also not too uh, not too pretentious an in for her so to So he made
1: a, an educated guess.
0: Possibly. Or, you know, the reason... He also
1: knows she's looking for stories. So maybe he's here not for his stories, but for hers.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Right? That's... She's
1: looking for stories, too.
0: That's an interesting theory. That's not stated, right? I would feel like, but then again, Kvothe keeps all of the hunt from Denna from us. Like the fact that it's Denna doesn't even appear until the very, very end. So maybe, I do wonder if there's something like of that at play here. Like maybe he's noticed her here and he's like going to get cleaned up and waiting for his moment to make his, uh, make his entrance.
1: I think it's possible that on his way in, he might've noticed Denna was here and then Maybe. decided he would get all clean before going downstairs. I think that's reasonable.
0: Yeah, that could be it.
1: I don't I don't think he picked the inn because he knew Dana would be here. I think he picked the inn based on the like an educated guess at what she where she would be um based on the factors of the inn. And uh his educated guess paid off. And also I think that they're weird supernaturally drawn to each other.
0: Yes. Well when the time is right, they can meet each other, and when the time is wrong, they cannot. I think to play the Jeremy role, the most likely thing is that he picked the inn to listen to the stories and he just happened to see Dena. And maybe that's why he sent for the uh for the clothes and the bath.
1: Yeah, okay. This these are all plausible options.
0: Plausible options. My favorite progressive rock band.
1: <laughs> Do I have to add that to the list? I have I have a I have a uh, list of all of our different band names and the kind of bands they are. So this is prog rock, the progressive Op- or not progressive options, possible options is prog rock.
0: I, I suppose this one I feel is not quite as strong as some of our other, yes. uh, some of other acts. But you know what? We'll put it on there. Maybe they can uh, they can open for for someone else. We have a short letter today from Carly who writes on Thrape and the Mayor, pagers. Today, I re-listened to your episode on page 355 of the Wiseman's Fear and had a new crackpot theory slap me in the face. Concerning the topic of how well Thrape might know the mayor, you all debated on the potential reasons why the mayor would have a letter-writing relationship with Count Thrape and whether the mayor taking time to write him a letter personally would be strange for someone so above Thrape's station. Well, I support the theory that the mayor is bisexual or gay. What if the mayor and Thrape once had a little fling or something of the sort that ended, but ended on good terms in a way which would make a friendly letter a few times a year appropriate? I think that could definitely be plausible. Thanks for the podcast and all you do. Signed, Carly. I
1: like I like this option as a story beat, but I don't know that there's enough evidence for it.
0: Well, that's why that's why you know it's the kind of thing that you can headcanon without, like, without messing the with
1: anything. Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I do like the mayor as. Uh, as queer. I also kind of like him as ace. Um, I think where I'm kind of arriving on the mayor, the mayor,
1: this is Thrape. And wait, Thrape in the mayor. It is Thrape in the mayor. Okay.
0: Yeah. So putting Thrape aside, I'm kind of landing on, um, the mayor as ace. And then the relationship with Stapes is like intimate, but not sexual. Like it's the closest thing to a partnership that he, he has, Yeah. Uh, That's kind of where I'm landing on him, but...
1: Yeah, I do feel like him and Stapes closer than him and Milowin.
0: Yeah. And I also feel like probably the real answer is much more mundane than that, is that when you're the mayor, you just, like, a lot of your your job is just, like, fielding requests from supplicants, from various uh, nobles of lower rank who are looking for favors or trying to do you favors. Reasonable. it doesn't make it... uh, It doesn't make it... Impossible! It doesn't ruin the head cannon. It's an interesting little uh, addition to the mix. Thank you, Carly. Uh, and I would be always in favor of more queer rep, even if they are, uh, you know,
1: even if it's head cannon.
0: Even if they're bloodsucking nobility is what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, listeners, that might be it. That might be it. Uh. So, lop off the heads of your enemies and put them in the head to shoot them across the battlefield. And we'll Extra be back.
1: points if you land them in a in a tub of fermenting stuff.
0: That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Jeremy needs some food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He'll be having a lot of head cheese.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, we could really spin off into a nasty direction here. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's let's call it a day, and we'll be back tomorrow for another page. of The wind. wind.